fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration. We were almost there to the end of the week. Great to have you along for the ride today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship station all over the country. Radio and TV plus the live streaming and podcasting. We have a lot to get to today. We are mostly, I think, all over social media today. We do have the streams up on most of them. And except for, I don't know, well, YouTube, let me tell you, we are on YouTube right now. It's funny because we got banned on YouTube. <laughs> we got one of our shows kicked off there, which is funny, hilarious, but they kicked it off because we were spreading deceptive practices and scam messages or something. I got an email this morning from YouTube that says, who's your reason? We want to let you know our team reviewed your content. We think it violated our spam, deceptive practices, and scam policies. We know you may not find. Uh, we know you may not have realized this was a violation of our policies, so we're not applying a strike to your channel. However, we have removed the following content from your YouTube channel. Uh, one of my episodes. I don't know which one it is. We realize this may be disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal the decision. You'll find some more details below. Now, do you think I really want to challenge them with their decision making? Oh, holier than thou, YouTube! I'm telling you. I don't know how long this whole social media thing is going to work out. We're working. We're work. I promise you we're working on the Hoosier Media Network and being able to get our stream up directly just to our website so we can just say, uh, take a hike their social media and we can do it right off our website. We'll have the chat rooms and everything on there. We are building it as we speak. The Hoosier Media Network home studios are working as we speak right now. I'm really excited. So, hey, welcome into the show. We have a lot to get to today. Mark Mix, he is with the National Right to Work Committee. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour live to talk about the minimum wage that they're proposing at the federal level, $15 an hour minimum wage. So is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? What would that do to businesses, especially during a COVID-19 pandemic when, oh, I don't know, we just had a whole bunch of restaurants, bars, and nightclubs close around the country, salons and barbershops and everything else closed because of, well, you know, a little thing called COVID. So what would that do to the economy right now? We'll talk with Mark Mix about that here in just a little bit. So outside of that, we have, uh, okay. I need to clarify something for just a second. You know, sometimes when you just get down the rabbit hole a little bit too much, just a little bit too much, maybe if you're, uh, oh, I don't know, so obsessed with something. Like, remember after 9-11, there were so many people that, like, were just sucked into their TV, and they didn't want to go anywhere. They didn't want to do anything. They were just like zombies, just watching the news. They were so terrified of what was actually going on. And sometimes you start looking for things that aren't really there. You start putting together clues and hints and codes and secret messages that aren't really there. Uh, not to poke fun at them by any means with the QAnon, you know, conspiracies. I've seen some of them, and I entertain it. It's entertaining. I don't know that I necessarily believe a lot of it, but I, I listen to it and I entertain because I'm an interesting kind of guy and I like hearing theories. But I've said I've had a lot of my QAnon friends that send me stuff that just they stretch. Oh, they stretch so bad to try and find a connection on things. I'm, I just chuckle. I'm like, okay, you know, okay, all right, just calm down, take a breath. It's okay. We're all we're all going to survive. There's a fight that's going on. We do have a war on our hands, not a physical war, but I have a political, a spiritual. We have a front on our hands, but we can handle it. But sometimes uh, that movie, A Beautiful Mind, you remember that one? 
A Beautiful Mind, where he's a mathematician and he's really, really smart, but then he like stresses his brain too much and he hallucinates people and it's kind of his conscience talking to him and he just has to deal with that his whole life. I mean, sometimes you get to that point where you start seeing things that aren't there. Can I make a observation just throwing it out there? I'm relatively sure. I may be wrong. Maybe I didn't look into this too terribly much. Maybe you can correct me on this. I'm relatively sure that Mr. Potato Head did not have any genitalia. Throwing that idea out there. I'm sure you've seen the news floating around social media today, all in the headlines on the on the mainstream media, that it is no longer Mr. Potato Head, but it's now going to be Potato Head because we want to be gender neutral. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, But I'm pretty sure that Mr. Potato Head, the entire purpose of Mr. Potato Head is to be able to take off the eyes, to take off the ears, to take off the nose, to take off the mustache, to take off the mouth, to take off the arms, to take off the, uh, I don't know if you can take off the legs, uh, but to, to take off everything, to mix and match them around, to be able to put those accessories in the rear end of the potato And then when you want to play with it again, you take the accessories out of the rear end of the potato and you mix them up and you play with it and put them all over the place and be like, ha ha, look how goofy this is, his arm sticking out his eyeball. Now, I don't know what more you can do to make the toy for children more gender neutral than being able to move the body parts and the accessories around and make him from a male to a female. You can get ones with a top hat and a mustache for a guy. You can get one with long blonde hair and uh, and blue eyelashes for a female. You can do whatever you want to with a potato head, but they call it Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, but apparently that's racist or sexist or something. I think it's potatoist. How dare you assume the gender of that potato? <laughs> How dare you assume the gender of that potato? Look, sometimes, sometimes I can understand an argument to try and make a point if you're concerned about some type of oppression in some way, shape, or form. And I can understand a fight. I may not always agree with it. I may always not quite understand how you connect the dots, but I can be like, all right, you're trying to do something here. Yesterday, we talked about identity politics and the identity politics that really takes away from the identity of the individual because now you're part of the groupthink mentality. If you're part of a group, you're part of the larger group, and no longer do you have an identity of an individual, but you're now just that identity that you consume. Whether it's your skin color, your sexual identity, your your gender, your religion, whatever it is, you lost that personal identity. And we talked about that on the program yesterday. If you missed it, you can go to the Voice of Reason podcast on any of your favorite podcasting sites, and you can listen to it. This takes it to another level, which, by the way, speaking of the uh, the individual identity versus the uh, large group think mentality. If you really go to the grand scale, then it really doesn't matter on the spiritual world because apparently we're all just connected by one consciousness. That just blew your mind. I know it did to me too. But let's go back to a Mr. Potato Head. Sometimes if you go so far to being concerned about a gender identity uh, potato for children, that maybe you've gone too far. Maybe you're the crazy guy in the corner that's starting to hallucinate people because you're so asphyxiated on gender roles that now you're starting to see gender in potatoes. I'm just throwing it out there because as far as I'm aware, there's not a gender identification on a potato. If you take off the mustache, you take off the eyes, you take off the top hat, you can now put a dress on it and you can be all happy. 
it makes my head hurt. But the company Hasbro, the company that makes the potato-shaped plastic toy, is giving the Spud a gender-neutral new name, a potato head. Not That's Mr. Potato Head to you. No, it's not any longer. It's just Potato Head. The change will appear on boxes this year. Toy makers have been updating their classic brands to appeal to the kids of today's time. Barbie has shed its blonde image and now comes in multiple skin colors, tones, and body shapes. I I mean, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with the Barbie thing. Uh, My little girl, she's six. Little voice of reason, she has tons of Barbies, and they are like every race and size and style and whatever. Uh, They have one from a cheerleader to an emo. I mean, they just do whatever they want to now, and that's cool. All right, you now have a society of Barbies. My original assumption was that Barbie was kind of the blonde, ditzy, you know, klutz, which it's okay for me to say that. I'm not making fun of blondes because I am a blonde, I am a total ditz, and I am a total klutz. So I can assume that identity because I self-identify as one. So you can't make fun of me as being some kind of racist or anything like that. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine added more girl characters, and American Girl is now selling boy toys or boy dolls. Uh, That one's a little weird for me. I mean, you already had Ken for the Barbie, but I guess American Girl had to compete to make a an American Girl dude. Hey, I'm American Girl. What up? Have you noticed, too, by the way, just my little nitpicking from the Barbie dolls that my little girl has, that every Ken doll is the super preppy jock? When are they going to get the rocker one with the long beard and a can of skull in its back pocket riding a Harley? I mean... Come on, dude. If you're going to actually have Barbies and you're going to have the eclectic ones and you're going to have the different variety and the diversity of the women, why can't you have a diversity in guys? You do have the brown-haired one and the blonde one, but they're both like total preps, and I would want to kick their butts if I was a doll. I'm just throwing it out. I would want to kick their butts because I want one that's rough, that has some scars on his face, maybe like a shoulder tattoo. I want some like leather jackets. I want him riding a Harley. I want him jumping into a mosh pit at a metal concert and busting someone's ribs. <laughs> but no, no, you're not going to do that one because that promotes male masculinity. That's what it is right there. That's what it is. They have ones with man buns. They have ones that are like the total prepsters that are like coming out of college with the stupid man bun that wears like, you know, the, the, the golfing shorts that you want to kick their butts. They don't have the masculine ones. They have the feminine dudes. That's what's on Barbie. Ah, see, I figured it out. We just figured something out. They don't want to promote masculinity. They don't want the big old biker guy with the big old, you know, pot belly holding a beer and, you know, with a skull in his pocket. (laughs) I'm telling you, if you had one, Barbie would be all over that. Because that's way better than the stupid jock one. Anyways, Mr. Potato Head, sometimes you just need to step back a little bit and you need to realize this is really, really dumb because Mr. Potato Head is no longer Mr. Potato Head. It's just Potato Head, and now it needs to be gender neutral when it comes to the boxing. Now that's all they're going to change because obviously, again, you can take everything off the potato and you can make it into a female, so nothing changes with the actual accessories. All it changes is the branding of just Potato Head, which I don't even know any kids that play with the Potato Head any longer anyways. Uh, So there is that one. At the same time, which is the reason why I say this is a complete waste of time, and sometimes you need to step back just a little bit, is we have really cool things going on in the country right now. We have private companies, not the government, not the public sector, not your tax money, private companies that are now looking to do space travel and start civilizations on Mars. That's cool. We have SpaceX. God bless Elon Musk. He's a crazy guy. I don't quite understand him. I don't always agree with him, but God bless him for what he does for humanity and why. Like, he gave up his four different mansions to live in an apartment because he's like, why do I need to build a house and spend my time and energy on focusing on that when I could be, like, putting people on the on Mars? That's kind of cool. That guy's awesome. I'm down with that. Uh, while SpaceX 
is working on their mission to Mars, and we're trying to start civilizations on Mars, we have idiots that are like, gee, I wonder if we can make the, uh, the potato gender neutral. Like, that's how low part of society has actually gotten. We want to be at the higher superior level of society. And I'm not trying to say that some people are higher and holier than now than others by any way, shape, or form. What I am saying, though, is that sometimes we can focus on more productive things in the world. Maybe my tax rates are going up just a little bit too much. And if we have to live here, we're going to make damn sure that our taxes aren't going to be astronomical. I'm going to make sure that I can protect my family with a firearm. I'm going to make sure that you're not going to, like, tell me what kind of car I'm allowed to drive. I don't know if you saw or not, GM. The company GM is uh, planning to cease and stop production of all gas and diesel cars and trucks by like 2040. In 20 years, they will be producing zero vehicles that actually run off of gasoline or diesel. No more combustible engines. They're going to be making full straight battery powered vehicles for cars and trucks. Try and pull your kids a tight car with a battery powered truck and see how well that actually works out for you. I'm a little concerned about that. We need to be focusing on something like that and being like, wait, maybe that's a little too soon. Maybe the society's not quite ready for that. Maybe we don't want to do that because we don't want to outprice the market for everybody uh, or they just don't really care because they want to be carbon neutral by that time in 2040 as well. We're putting people on Mars. Big deal. We have contact with UFOs right now, according to like multiple reports. I don't know if you saw the latest one out of New Mexico with the airplane uh, calling in on the uh, to, on the radio and saying, "Hey, I think a UFO just flew over us." There's big news going on out there, and yet some are like, "Hey, Mr. Potato Head's a sexist." That's why I hate my generation. Part of it, part of it. We got to represent the proper ones. We got a lot to get to here on the show. Stay here for the voice reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. We'll get to Mark Mix here in just a couple of minutes from the National Right to Work Committee. We'll chat with him about the $15 an hour minimum wage. We'll also talk about some of the Biden administration uh, stuff. We'll just put it lightly. When it uh, He made a speech earlier today about the economy, some kind of executive order that he signed on the economy because why do we need congress anymore we'll just sign executive orders he really took the message from his boss prior with barack obama that said why can't we just do everything by executive order and just be done with it we don't need to worry about congress they'll deal a few things we'll make them look important and feel important and then we'll just kind of do other things on our own at the same time the uh, u.s supreme court has come out and made a statement as well in the latest with what's trending What's trending today? What's trending today is, thank God we have President Donald Trump the last four years to put a few individuals on the U.S. Supreme Court because we would be in a really bad shape if we had Joe Biden leading the Democrats running Congress and then we had a Democrat-controlled, or a, not a, a nonpartisan, a progressive U.S. Supreme Court to where they had a whole bunch of left-wing progressive activists on the courts making up decisions as they go. As Neil Gorsuch has come out and made the comment, quote, everything has been criminalized. It is totally absurd. I know. A little bit. Uh, From the statement, in 2019, the California Court of Appeal, First Appellate District, ruled that a police officer may may always enter a suspect's home without a warrant if the officer is in pursuit of a suspect and has probable cause to believe that the suspect has committed a misdemeanor. Probably for like a red flag law thing, too. Like you committed a misdemeanor. We can barge into your home. You know, we don't even need to warn you. We'll just barge in. We'll take your firearms. We'll arrest you. We'll do what we have to do. And we don't have to have a court order in order to do it. This week, the U.S. Supreme Court's considering whether that ruling should be overturned. And Justice Neil Gorsuch has seemed to have a problem with the lower court's decision. Under the common law, this is all according to Reason.com, by the way, Gorsuch pointed out during the oral arguments in Langvey, California, that police, quote, did not have the right power to enter the home in pursuit of any and all misdemeanor crimes. The framers of the Fourth Amendment built on that common law understanding. So, quote, why would we create a rule that is less protective than what everyone understands to be the case in the Fourth Amendment as original matters? You know, right to, uh, you know, reasonable searches and seizures reasonable searches you need to have a court order because you need a reasonable case to actually go and do that not just every misdemeanor like oh you jaywalked yesterday it's a misdemeanor crime you got a ticket a speeding ticket we're gonna barge in we're gonna check for your guns we're gonna check and see if you have any you know drugs we're gonna we're gonna go down the road and just see what else you have and we're gonna arrest you and just check and make sure that you're all right this kind of goes in with the whole what is it the uh, societal credit the uh, uh the 
what is it, the, the customer credit or the, the citizen's credit, social credit? Social credit, that's what it was, where, oh, you're a good member of society, so you're going to have a higher grade, so you're going to be allowed to fly, you're going to be allowed to eat at restaurants, you're going to be allowed to uh, rent a car, you're going to be allowed to take out a mortgage. Oh, you don't have a good social credit? No, sorry, you're not going to be allowed to get those things. You have a bad credit. You need to work on that a little bit. You need to start kissing butt to the government a little bit more. It's sad that we can't have that. I mean, remember the days we could actually like have our kids go out and do lemonade stands? And be like, hey, I'm raising money for something. You want to buy some lemonade? And then most of the time, like, daddy puts in a little bit of the adult beverage into the lemonade. Be like, hey, you're going to love this stuff. Nowadays, you can't have a lemonade stand because they'll turn you in because it's not USDA and F, uh, FDA approved. <laughs> so they try to sue you, and then you can't do that, and you'll, you'll end up getting in trouble because how dare you actually create a lemonade stand? We were in, where were we? We were, oh, the six months I actually did move to Ohio. We actually were traveling around and seeing some stuff, and there were some kids that actually had a lemonade stand, and we were excited. We bought like 10 bucks worth of lemonade just because, to support it, because how stupid can you have where you can't even have a lemonade stand? But we go from that level to the point of, oh, wow. We don't even need a, a court document saying that we can barge into your home because, well, you're a misdemeanor criminal, and therefore we can make sure that you don't have anything that we don't like in here, including probably firearms and everything of the sort. It's a scary day, and thank God we have judges like Neil Gorsuch saying, wait a second, every single thing in life is criminalized. I'm still asking, still out in the open. You can email me, who's your media network at gmail.com. Name one thing in the world that you can do that is not regulated, controlled taxes or license that you have to do in order to enjoy that freedom. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into it. Thanks for hanging out today. Your Millennial General reporting for duty for your pre-Friday celebration. One of the greatest days of the entire week. Yes, I said it. Just wait until tomorrow. It'll get even better. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome into the show, radio and TV, plus the live streaming, which do me a favor if you are on the Facebook live feed. We are killing it on Twitch right now. I haven't even done much with our Twitch page. You can find us on twitch.tv and find Who's Your Reason. You can follow us on there and subscribe, notify yourself, get set reminders when we're on there. We do the show live there every day, and it's really cool. I haven't done much with that page. I'm going to start really focusing some attention onto it because that one seems to be getting some good traction, and I haven't done much with it. But if you're on Facebook, 
You can find us on The Voice of Reason on there as well, facebook.com slash Reason. We just got out of Facebook jail for like the second time in the last month. And because of that, our numbers on there are like ridiculous because they won't even let us like show on the algorithm. So it's not showing up on your feed. So go to facebook.com slash Reason, uh, Like it, say, leave a comment to show some conversation going, and then share it onto your own page. We'd appreciate that because you know, that one's just absolutely ridiculous. One more bit of a reminder for you is it's the end of the month by this weekend, which is crazy to think about. But uh, make sure to get onto the website at whosyourreason.com and sign up for the newsletter. Totally free. We're not going to spam you all the time, but we will send out our monthly newsletter at the beginning of each month talking about our blog that we'll have. We have our holidays, our civic holidays for the next month. We'll talk about the latest with the Hoosier Media Network, or with the Voice of Reason show, with guests we've had on, with what's coming up in the new month. It's really cool. It's really informative and hopefully entertaining for you. we got a lot more people that jump on each and every month, so thank you for that. Just go to HoosierReason.com. It'll pop up with a pop-up screen and say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? And you say, yes, I do. Type in your email, and you'll be automatically subscribed to that, and we appreciate that very, very much. Let's get into our next guest here, shall we? What's trending today? What's trending today? So with a new administration comes a new agenda, I guess. And with that new agenda, they've already talked about finding ways to destroy the U.S. economy. I know Joe Biden had a press conference earlier today talking about some act that he did on the economy. I'm not sure what that's about. I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. But there is a discussion about the $15 an hour minimum wage. What would that do to small business especially during a time of COVID-19 when a lot of small business has shut their doors because they can't sustain. And what else is going on when it comes to the labor force and with you like trying to actually sustain and make a living and take care of your family? So I'm excited to have this guy back on. It's been way too long since we've had him on because uh, we like to have him as a regular. He's the president for the National Right to Work Committee. It's Mark Mix hanging out with us here. Mark, how are you, my friend? Andy, I'm doing fine, and I'm I'm tired and exhausted from hearing all the things that you're up to. My goodness. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of good stuff going on, too. We're excited, but uh, it's moving. I tell you, with social media blocking us all the time, we said, heck with it. We're starting our own network. We're going to have our streaming directly to our website soon. We don't have to worry about them shutting us down. Oh, my gosh, Andy. I'm glad you understand how to do all that stuff. You know, the idea that you've been you've been uh, banned by Facebook twice is kind of a noble thing. That's uh, that's interesting. Well, here's the funny part. So I got banned for a 24-hour block on Facebook a couple days ago for saying this is my exact post. As I said, COVID just hit 500,000 deaths in the nation. The Dr. Fauci told President Trump at the beginning that they were anticipating 2 million deaths, which means doesn't didn't Donald Trump then save 1.5 million lives from COVID? And that post itself blocked on there because they said I was spreading misinformation and hoaxes. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, my life is a lot less complicated. I mean, we our issues are real simple. I mean, these uh, – and I, I guess maybe they'll start banning us for uh, perhaps talking about freedom in America's workplace. I don't know. Maybe that will be on the list next. Yeah, how dare you do that? I mean, and that's an important one right now. While they're coming after really everything, I mean, with Democrats controlling both chambers, with Joe Biden running the presidency, with them talking about stacking the courts and doing whatever else they want to do, I mean, they, don't, they have no shame. They have no care right now. They are going full board get as much as they possibly can done. So what's the latest in D.C. that you've heard? I mean, are they still working on the $15 an hour minimum wage? And what's going on with the labor force? What could we expect? Yeah. 
Well, I think the president's got some got some pushback from folks in his own party on the fifteen dollar minimum wage. We know that uh, Senator Cinema and Senator Manchin from West Virginia, Cinema from Arizona, Manchin from West Virginia, have indicated that they're they're not going to uh, climb on board a fifteen dollar minimum wage, and it looks like that may get stripped out of the the big one point nine trillion uh, dollar bill that's going to bail out lots of inefficient governments and uh, allegedly designed to provide COVID relief. But uh, you know the COVID relief has has not the, there's still money they spent from the first. COVID relief bill, and uh, this bill is do- is going to do a lot to just to help states like New York, California, Illinois, New Jersey, states that have been mismanaged for all these years. And one of the one of the elements of that mismanagement is the radical union power that exists in the government sector in those states, and and how they use that government power to raise taxes and increase budgets and increase regulation and basically do things to taxpayers that uh, shouldn't be done to taxpayers, but they do it anyway. And you know, this administration has said that they will be the most pro labor uh, president in the history of the country. And when he talks about that, it's really a, a misnomer, Andy, because labor is, uh, it, by definition, all of the working people in the country. But yet only about 6.3% of the private sector workforce in America is actually unionized. So when Joe, Le- when Joe Biden uses the word labor, he means big labor. He means union bosses and union officials. And so what he says there is probably true. That's the one thing he says is true. He's going to try to be the most pro-big labor president in history and he's showing that already with his agenda here in washington yeah he's definitely showing that we had a small business expert come on a couple of weeks ago talking about just the lack of representation for small business itself in the nation uh meaning really employees of 500 or less in their company because they don't get any representation in washington dc it is all the big corporations that get the grunt of it even when it comes to something like the covid19 stimulus relief money where 80 90 percent of it went to large companies while they said it was for these small business. So the small business, I mean, what, how can they survive when first they're told to shut down because they're not essential, but the big companies actually are when they say, well, then we're going to start taxing you for having an employee. Oh, by the way, they have to join a union. So you have to pay for the union dues and abide by the union regulations. And then, oh, by the way, we need to do $15 an hour minimum wage. I mean, at what point is the breaking point for small business in the country? Well, it's it's close, Andy. I, I you know you you travel through some of the small towns and across America, and I still get out and travel a little bit and get to some cities, and and it's amazing the number of uh, four lease signs or four rent signs that are on most city blocks and main streets of of small towns. And unfortunately, here in Washington D.C., because the federal government is uh, Leviathan, if you will, I mean we we are kind of immune to all that because the government provides the uh, uh, the energy of the economy here in Northern Virginia and Washington D.C. In Maryland, and so when you get back out across the country, you see just how how unbelievably devastating all of these government uh, regulations have been. And you know, I think small business people, uh, to their credit, and we've met lots of them, Andy. You know, lots of them. These people are innovative. They can make. They can solve problems. You give them the opportunity to operate their business and say, "Hey, you got to do it this way." They will do it. But when you shut them down and you say you can't open your doors and you can't uh, have customers, I mean, that's when it gets really interesting. And and it seems like. Like that that has drawn drawn on long enough that a good chunk of small businesses are going to really suffer. And, you know, the big ones, uh, Walmarts and et cetera, are, are fine. They get support and they get the, they have their lobbyists here on K Street and, and they're making sure that they're essential businesses and necessary businesses or however we define that. But it is really scary. And, and then, to your point, you overlay a labor policy that is going to be uh, less worker-friendly, um, not only through the minimum wage issue, but other issues, and particularly on our issue with, with labor
labor unions. I mean, there's literally going to be a bill on the House floor, not next week, Andy, but the week after that, that would openly repeal all 27 right-to-work laws across the country. And these right-to-work laws are very simple. They, we believe that workers should have the right to join a union, participate in a union if they choose to do so, but no worker should be fired if they don't tender dues or fees to a union. And the federal government wants to wipe all those out, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have indicated they support that, and they would sign that bill. Or I don't know who would sign it. One of them would sign it if it got to the White House. So, Is there any opportunity for states to just nullify that? I mean, we have nullification powers at the state level for many things, but if they try to repeal any right-to-work laws at the state level, I mean, couldn't the states try and push back at least on some of that? Well, Andy, you'd think so. You'd think that, you know, the Tenth Amendment would help, the, uh, you know, the Ninth Amendment would help, and the nullification would help. But unfortunately, going back in labor policy history, uh, when, when the Congress, when the United States Congress and the Franklin Roosevelt administration used the crisis of the 1930s to dramatically expand federal power, one of the things they did was they basically said, we're going to manage all private sector labor management relations. It's all going to come back to Washington. We're going to control it. We're going to write the statutes that, that regulate it and uh, create the agencies that will enforce it. And one of the things they did was basically say, you know, this is now the law and this law supersedes any state law. So from 1935 to 1947, that was in, that was the basically law, law of the land. And in 47, when the Congress turned over under uh, President Truman, um, the Congress came back and said, let's amend this a little bit. And they cleaned it up and they said, hey, states could, if by affirmative vote, pass right-to-work laws. They could outlaw the so-called closed shop forced unionism. And obviously, 27 states have done that. But unfortunately, Andy, their ability to pass right-to-work laws is a privilege granted to them by the federal government. And so what the federal government gives the federal government can take away. And so by simply repealing a section of, of the National Labor Relations Act, specifically Section 14B of the Taft-Hartley Act, they would prohibit states from passing right-to-work laws or having right-to-work laws. And because the federal preemption would overwhelm any state uh, policy on this issue because the, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the Wagner Act back in 1935. And not that we want to get too deep into it, Andy, but this was the, this was the case where Roosevelt tried the National Industrial Recovery Act in 1933 and the Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional under various, you know, states' rights and constitutional provisions. And Roosevelt went back to the drawing board, and he went over to the Supreme Court, and he said to the Supreme Court Justice, look, you either rule this constitutional and the other things I want to do, or we're going to add member justices to the court. So they were actually literally threatening to add six new justices to the court to go to 15. And the old idiom of it's switch in time saves nine is where the Supreme Court capitulated and said this industrial policy, this federal Federal industrial policy was constitutional, and so that's where we are. And unfortunately, the, the 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 short answer to your very very concise question is yes, the federal government can take away. That's absolutely unbelievable. Mark makes a national right to work committee. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure, can Andy. Yeah, would love to. Perfect. I appreciate that. We got to we got to take a hard break here, but when we come back, I want to talk about the possibility of this going through because I mean, a lot of Democrats live in blue collar areas, and I don't know how many workers would actually like to see this. So I want to talk about the possibilities of that actually going through. With that discussion, also the transition to green jobs at the federal level as Joe Biden, of course, wants to focus on new green energy everywhere and make us less independent on energy. So we'll talk about the green new jobs and what that could do for the economy and small business and workers as well. All that coming up here for a pre-Friday celebration here on The Voice of Reason. Stay tuned. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. 
Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, wrapping up the show today. It is a pre-Friday celebration in the fastest hour of radio on radio. We're on radio, TV, plus the live streaming and the podcasting thereafter. You can find our podcast on any of your favorite podcasting sites. We just joined the new uh, Amazon Music uh, a couple months ago, so we are doing really well on that. Uh, people starting to find us on there. You can find us all at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of those favorite sites from Amazon Music to TuneIn to Google Play to, uh, I don't know, all the other ones, iTunes and Spotify and everything. We're on all of them. All of them. You can go check it out also on the website at HoosierReason.com, which you can find the link to all of our social media, link to all of our podcasting sites. You can watch the video stream live. You can read all of our blogs. Yeah, all that stuff's there, HoosierReason.com. Chatting with Mark Mix, National Right to Work Committee, talking about the labor force. Let's uh, this bill that's coming up here that they're discussing. This is a major piece of legislation because we haven't really talked about labor laws in the country for a while in this country. What's the probability of this moving forward? I mean, a lot of Democrats are in some swing districts. I mean, the Democrats have a majority right now, but not by a large margin. And a lot of them represent a lot of blue collar workers that I'm sure probably wouldn't be very happy about getting their right to work laws taken away. Indeed, Andy, and and it, this bill was actually introduced in the last Congress, and it passed with 224 votes in February of last year. And obviously, their numbers are down from where they were uh, after the November elections in the House of Representatives, uh, rather significantly, frankly. Um, and so, it, there is a lot of pressure on these guys. And the, the fact that the bill um, has a chance of passing, I mean, if obviously if the White House was in different hands and and the Senate was still in in a Republican majority, then the ability to stop the bill, um, you know, would be 
we'd be feeling a little bit better about it. But the fact that this bill will probably pass the House with 200 and maybe 208, 209 votes. Uh, but yes, you're right, Andy. Some politicians are going to have to make a very difficult choice. Am I going to stand up and say I want to repeal a state right to work law that is in, that's been in effect in my state for years and years and years? And do I want to really say that I believe that workers should be forced to pay a private organization a fee in order to work? So with that, the, I think they can get it through the House. The Senate, we're going to have a major battle there. But as I mentioned, uh, Harris and Biden are very interested in seeing this end up on their desk. we got a big fight ahead of us. That fight will probably occur as, as we move into the middle of the year in the Senate. Um, and that's where the real battleground is going to be. But look, we've got a lot of work to do in, in getting the word out about this bill. This is uh, House Bill 842. Um, again, we'll be on the House floor not next week, but the week after, and uh, you know, letting your legislators know about uh, about where you stand on freedom in America's workplace uh, is pretty important, and that's how we make our voices heard. And Andy, thanks for the opportunity to do that through you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad that uh, we're talking about this bill because it's a really important one, I think. And as you mentioned, one of the bigger ones for labor laws and for any you know worker in this nation, blue collar, assembly line truck. I mean, anything that uh, has a union involved in it, then this is going to be a big deal if you're involved in some way. Let's shift. Here's a little bit to the green energy stuff, the green jobs that are coming out. I mean, the first 50 marathon running executive orders Joe Biden did when he was trying to practice writing his name for the first couple weeks of the administration uh, really had something. Every one of them had a little bit to do with a Green New Deal initiative by transferring all of the federal vehicles to uh, electric cars and that sort of thing. In just about a minute or so, talk about what the green jobs could do for the nation and how many maybe oil, natural gas jobs could potentially be lost in this nation over the next few years. Well, certainly it's going to be a lot in the energy sector. I mean, we already have a bunch of union members out on the unemployment line thanks to an executive order shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. I mean, while the union officials here in Washington, D.C. endorsed Joe Biden and used union funds to elect him, on the very first day of office he signs an executive order that puts rank-and-file union members out of work. Those workers deserve right-to-work laws so they can punish the union officials who helped a administration put them out of work. But to your point about the other energy jobs, the, the he, Joe Biden indicated he wanted an all-electric vehicle vehicle fleet for the government made by unions. Well, unfortunately, you're going to have to go someplace else to get that because there are no fully electric cars made by union manufacturers in the United States. And uh, so he's going to have to go out and find those. You know, this whole notion, um, the conflict between the so-called energy or the environmentalists and the and the unions is, is a real one. And it's going to manifest itself in much bigger ways if Biden continues on the path he's on by putting people out of work. And those are generally union jobs in the energy industry and the oil and gas industry and the coal industry. And so so that battle is something that we'll have to keep our eye on, Andy. Yeah, I, I agree, especially with the announcement from GM saying that by 2040 they want to make all electric vehicles. There will be no no more combustible engines using gasoline or diesel for trucks or cars uh, by 2040. So we'll see what that does to the workforce, especially with GM as well. National Right to Work Committee, check them out, nrtw.org. You can find them online, see all the great stuff you guys are working on. Mark, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, keep up the fight in D.C. It's a big thing. We'll get you back on here and get another update real soon. Thanks, Andy. Hey, always a pleasure right there. That does it for us today. It goes by way too fast. We'll be back at it tomorrow to wrap up the day. Actually, I believe the man himself, Mark Walters, Armed American Radio, will be joined by him on the show tomorrow as I was on his show today with him as well. So we'll wrap up the fun week that way as well. Until then, be your own voice reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason. Everybody have a great Thursday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. 
The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.